0: Are you an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, and I am your girl. I went from dropping out of high school and moving out on my own at 16 years old, spending full days and nights on the streets, wanting to literally die. I have zero formal education and no previous experience in business or running a bakery or even even just baking. I had a rough childhood, a tough past, and I conquered it all. I started a bakery called Chick Boss Cake, grew it to over a million dollars, and then then I wrote a freaking book about how I did the whole dang thing. That's right. High school dropout writes a book. My story was recently referred to as, quote, the true underdog success story that we all love to see, end quote, via NARCity Canada, and I'm ready to share it live in person on your stage. For bookings, reach out to my team at www.rebeccahamiltonco.com. Chad is gone, he has gone to work, and I am left here all alone with a microphone, and uh, I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I have no idea. But anyways, I wanted to do an impromptu podcast by myself because I... Sometimes I get to thinking, I get some random ideas and I just, I don't know what happens, but like, I feel like the universe just sends me things to share and things to talk about and things to create. I swear to God, I do not feel in control of my thoughts, which sounds crazy. It sounds like a crazy person, but okay, maybe not thoughts. I do believe you can control your own thoughts, but I'm talking more about like ideas or new creative things like creation, stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you cannot control your thoughts. You absolutely can control your thoughts, but I am just talking about ideas, inspiration. It is like, I just don't know where all of my ideas come from. People ask me all the time, like, how did you create this really cool milkshake? Or how did you create this cake? And, you know, I just, I don't even want to take credit for it because I don't know. Like these ideas just come to me. I think it's just, I'm very in tune spiritually and with the universe and stuff like that so i i don't know i just i get these ideas and these signals of things that i need to talk about and today this happened to me when i was in my polar plunge so i do this thing as part of my morning uh routine where I do an ice bath for 15 minutes in the morning as part of my morning routine, which sounds crazy. I'm well aware I'm just this podcast is starting off like, wow, that Rebecca Hamilton, that chick boss cake lady, she is a little nuts. <laughs> and I'm I'm okay with that. I don't I do not care. Judge me all you want. I'm living my best life. Okay, it doesn't even matter. Um, but yes, so part of my morning routine, which I am doing a video on, and you can go follow me on Instagram. I do a lot of, uh, like videos of me talking and sharing about my life. And lately it's been a lot about my polar plunge ice bath thing that I have going on as part of my morning routine and you can go follow me over there. I It is at Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake, um, or you can just type in uh, Rebecca Hamilton Co. It'll come up. And so anyways, I was in the ice, ice bath this morning. Very, very uncomfortable, by the way. If anybody is like considering doing it, I, there's tons of health benefits to it, but like extremely uncomfortable. So to have these thoughts come to mind while I'm submerged into 50 degree water that is like literally freezing my skin off of my bones uh, is very rare. I usually have no thoughts when I'm in there aside from the fact that wow, I'm cold as shit and really uncomfortable and cannot wait to get out. so <laughs> so today was actually the only day that I got this message from the universe that I needed to talk about perfection okay and i promise i will do another podcast just solely on the polar plunge ice bath that i've been doing i've been doing it for the last 11 days in a row and i'm going to do it for 30 days and probably after that because i'm actually i'm really enjoying it which is crazy to say Um, But Chad will want to be there for that podcast because he is obsessed with it. He's all about it. He's how I got into it. So I will wait for him to do that podcast. We'll do a whole podcast on the benefits and what we do and how we do it and all of that on the polar plunge ice bath. Okay. but today I wanted to talk about being a perfectionist and how it can negatively impact your well-being, well, it definitely negatively impacts your well-being, but it can have a huge, huge, huge negative impact on your business, okay? And nobody knows this topic better than me. I promise you that. You will not get anybody who will be able to talk about this topic that understands the significance of how it can harm your business, how it impacts your daily life, how it is just awful, awful way to live, and how you are setting yourself up to fail before you even start anything. So nobody understands this topic better than I do. I am a perfectionist, okay? I have gotten a lot better at managing it, um, but I feel like it will always be a little part of my life um, no matter how much I try to fix it or try to like, I want to say heal from it, like it's a disease. I don't know. Uh, I just, I've been working, working really hard at... Letting the perfectionism go. And I've been doing a really great job at it. I'm actually so proud of myself um, for even for just talking about it and doing a podcast on it, because it is it's always been a really significant part of my life. And it's always Been one of the most challenging parts of my life to be honest because it's something that i live with every day like it's just like i said it's part of who i am so let's start with the fact that why are you trying to be perfect okay because this is the question you really need to ask yourself And you need to be honest with yourself and dig deep, okay? Don't just be like, oh, I'm just a perfectionist and just, uh, it's cute and I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm so perfect, okay. It is actually a serious thing and it actually will negatively impact your life significantly without you even being aware that it's negatively impacting your life, okay? It's not one of those cute like, oh, I'm just such a perfectionist. Um, Okay, this is actually, this reminds me, this is hilarious because um, back when I used to do interviews where I would interview um, staff that wanted to work for Chick Boss Cake, Chad does that now, but before when I would do it, I would always ask the question of what is your biggest flaw or what is something that is like holds you back in life? And I swear to freaking God, okay, the number one response that I would always get was, oh, you know, I am just such a perfectionist and I need to do a really stellar job. And so, like, I just do everything so perfectly, and that is my biggest flaw. I'm not even kidding you. And you know what? I bet you people listening to this actually give that answer in interviews. So now you're never gonna give that answer ever again because it is not the right answer. Okay. It's not a good answer, um, at least not for me, because being a perfectionist, I know all of the negative qualities that come along with that too. And they have their own challenges. Okay. Plus, that answer just sounds like it sounds like you're like fake answering the question and like, I don't know. There's just there's no like realness behind it. Okay, when somebody asks you what your biggest challenge is or flaw is, just be honest and say how you're working on it, and say how you're you know like actively aware that that's your flaw, and that this is what you do to make sure it doesn't show up in your workplace. Okay, that's some free advice you can take to your next job interview. but it is very important to unpack the reason why you are trying to be a perfectionist or why you feel the need for things in your life to be perfect, because um, there are reasons when you start to unpack it. And there's so many books on perfectionism and how to help yourself. I've read some and they've helped. They I've read them years ago. So I've been working on this for years because it's always been part of my life. Um, so, but once you figure out what the actual root causes and what the reason for you trying to be perfect is, then you can really, really start to fix that, start to change your mindset and start to, you know, actively be aware of when it's actually coming up in your life going forward. So that's why determining what the root cause of your perfectionism is, is super important in order to work on it and change your behaviors. So is it something you grew up with? Is it like, did you have a parent growing up who was a perfectionist? So you kind of grew up in that environment that you watched them make everything perfect and you watched them struggle when things were not perfect and you saw like the negative effects of things not being perfect. So you, it's kind of ingrained in you, right? So I think that um if it's something you grew up if, with, that is like totally understandable. I grew up in that kind of environment too. My mom was a very big perfectionist and, you know, seeing that growing up was I well, I didn't know any different at the time. I just thought that it was it was normal and it was fine and I didn't see the negative, you know, side of it. Um aside from the fact that if things were not perfect, then you know shit would basically hit the fan so to me that was like shit I have to be perfect or shit's gonna hit the fan right so like obviously as a child that's kind of traumatic and that's ingrained in me so like I had this belief that if things were not perfect bad things would happen because that's what my life was growing up so obviously having that ingrained in my mind um, what from a like from childhood is really the root of where my perfectionism started, okay? So now that' I've, I've made myself aware of that, I can see how it shows up in my life now as an adult. So, Also, you want to think of, are you using perfection as a way to try and prove your worthiness to your friends, to the world, um, to yourself even? Are you using it as a negative tool to, well, you probably don't think it's a negative tool, but are you trying to be perfect as a way to feel important or feel worthy or superior or more important than other people. Being a perfectionist is literally impossible, okay? It's an impossible achievement. So already you're setting yourself up blah, blah, blah. you're setting yourself up to fail, okay? By having this all or nothing perfection mindset, you are setting yourself up to fail and to feel like crap about yourself all right so there is no winning at it there's no achieving perfection there is no good thing that come from it okay you can do things well you can do things with your whole heart you can do things to the best of your ability but you cannot aim to achieve perfection. Okay. So that's what I want to start with. It is an unachievable thing to work towards and to be. So that is why it already sets yourself up to fail. Okay. So trying to project this image of perfection onto the world thinking that it will make you feel better or that other people will will respond to us in a more positive way or or maybe you think that it'll make people like you or think more highly of you and from my personal experience I have realized that this is actually this whole thought process is so so backwards it actually has the opposite effect where it just turns people off okay i don't know how else to put it but like it it turns people off of it off of you um when you are projecting your perfect life onto the world okay um because the reason why is humans connect with humans on a human level. Okay. They bond over sharing their vulnerabilities, sharing the mistakes that they've made, sharing the hard times that they've been through. And that's how humans relate to each other. Okay. It's not about, you know, yes, success is great. Success is awesome, but it's not about that. People don't bond over that truly, and people don't connect over that. People do not connect over perfectionism. They connect over the struggles and the challenges. It's just the way we are. It's human nature. And so naturally, if you're trying to be a perfectionist, you are going to make other people feel uncomfortable in your presence, because you'll be so in your head trying to make sure that you look perfect, that you're talking perfectly, that you say the perfect things, that you, you'll you just be so, so caught up on all of these things in your head that you forget about the true connection piece and the fact that Nobody cares about those things, okay? In fact, you are probably turning people off of you by caring about those things because when you're so caught up in your head about all of these all of these things that you're trying to be perfect for, you're missing the piece that of the genuine connection and you're gonna come across as extremely uptight and extremely um unapproachable and honestly like not friendly because you're so scared and uptight to say like imperfect things right and i know that if you're a perfectionist listening to that to this podcast right now you'll totally be able to relate to that because i was like this like i was probably at my worst perfection wise probably like 10 years ago when I started my business. Um, because, oh my God, let me just tell you. Okay. I was so caught up in like this perfectionism thing and it wasn't, I wasn't even aware of it. Okay. I'm aware of it now, but like I was not aware of it back then. So, I would just create so much stress and so much anxiety over trying to make every little detail on every single cake perfect, right? And I know that I know that it drove Chad nuts because I would be like, "Oh my God! Like, is this cake good enough? Is it like, should I add more detail to, detail to like the side corner of it or whatever?" And Chad would always be like, are you kidding me? Like it's like a 3D carved freaking shark cake or something like elaborate, right? I look back on the cake stand. I'm like, I can't believe I was so uh, insecure about, you know my artistry and my work back then. But because I was such a perfectionist I didn't see it like that. I saw all the flaws. And that's another thing about perfectionists is that they always see all the flaws in everything, especially in their own work, okay? And when you only see that, you don't feel good. How can you feel good when you're always picking apart your work and being like, oh, that should be like this and that should be like that or I could have done a better job or or whatever. You don't ever give yourself the chance to feel successful and to feel accomplished and to feel good about what you do and to feel proud. Right. And so I think that that is like the biggest, biggest lesson. And so, like I was saying, when I first started my business, I just was a perfectionist. It was all of my being. I was, it showed up in so many different ways. And let me tell you, my body was, I held so much stress in my body. Like you could physically see it. I was so tense. I was so uptight. I was so professional, which sounds like, okay, well, professional is probably a good thing to be, but like you can be too professional. And and I know this might sound weird, but like you can be too professional for, whatever you're doing so i don't know how to explain this but let me try if you are a doctor for example you need to have a certain level of professionalism for sure okay that is like when i think of professionalism i think doctor like high end of the scale on professionalism like don't you're probably not going to want to joke around too much with your patients okay you're going to want to be very formal and very professional and whatever. So if you picture what your doctor's like, they're probably like that, okay? Like, which is great. That's what you want in a doctor. But here I was in my little cake shop that's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like amazing and fun and loud and bold and all of these things. And I was exuding the professionalism of a heart surgeon. Okay, I swear to God, if you came into my cupcake store when I was running it in the beginning, uh, you would have been like, "Am I am I coming into like open heart surgery here? Like, are you?" doing this like on this in the back am I coming in and you're gonna like do surgery on me because that's what it felt like coming into my cupcake store because I had such a high level of professionalism that was so fucking unnecessary for running a cupcake shop okay I swear to god it's just mind-blowing but I didn't know at the time I just thought you know I'm gonna be I'm going to be this perfect business owner that you come in. I'm going to be so professional and perfect. And like, would you like, would you like your bag tied with ribbon? And, um, would you like, I'm just like so serious about like the flavors. Like we have vanilla cupcake with sprinkles and all of the sprinkles are like perfectly placed. No, people probably thought I was a fucking serial killer. Okay. I swear to God, it's hilarious thinking back. Um, but you can be too professional. And I think it's the perfectionists who really exude that high, high level of professionalism. And let me tell you, it is so important to recognize what industry you're in and think to yourself, do I need to be this level of professional perfectionist? Because I can guarantee you unless you are a doctor or a lawyer or something in that kind of field where yes, you do actually have to be that professional, then chances are you don't, okay? And I, I I, just, I am so passionate about this because I did this for so long and I just can't believe that I did it. But like, I didn't know any better at the time. I was just trying to do my best. I had no business experience. I didn't go to school, I dropped out of school. So anyways, I it was so hard and you don't connect with people thinking back it's like nobody I couldn't connect with people because I would never let people see my challenges or my struggles or my flaws and that's why now that I've written a book about you know my life and my struggles and my vulnerabilities I've been able to connect so much better with people because people are like, oh, wow, you are a real person. You did struggle so much. Hey, I struggled so much too. And now that you shared that with me saying about how you struggled with your childhood, how, you know what I mean? Then they feel comfortable in my presence and comfortable knowing that I'm a human being and I'm not some manufactured perfection robot person. Um, and that's how you truly, truly form connections as human beings. So I cannot stress this enough, um, that being a perfectionist will hold you back so much in life, but especially in your business. Guys, you have to remember that people want to buy from other people. It's it's just, it's what we want to do as human beings when we're buying something. It's not even about the product. It's about the experience surrounding the product. It's about the person who is selling the product. And if you have a business, then you are the product essentially, because that is the most important part is the human connection element of it. And so your customers are not going to want to keep buying from you or keep supporting you unless you let them into your world and, you know, see who you really are, see that you are a real person. You know, people love to support people they can relate to and people that they, you know, can see themselves in. It's just, it's just a fact. And I go into such greater detail about this element of marketing and branding your business in a more personal way, in a more down to earth approach in my online uh, branding and marketing course, which is my favorite course that I've done so far. It is something that I am super passionate about and it is really the reason that my business grew to over a million dollars in sales. Like this course is why my business was successful. It is not because we have the best baked goods. It is not because we have the best store locations. It is not because we have the best staff. Okay. It I definitely think that we have the best of all those, but that is not the sole reason why my business has been successful. It is solely based on the branding and the marketing and how our customers connect with that and how they see themselves in our business and how the experience really, it just resonates with them. And you can't help but want to, do business with a business like that. If you think of all of the big brands uh, in the world, like you know, Tim Hortons or Starbucks or any of these brands, like they market to your heart and they know that the way to your wallet is through your heart. Because if you don't truly care about something, you don't truly connect with something, Nobody is going to support you in your business. Nobody's giving you money. Nobody really truly cares about you, okay? So you need to show people why they should care about you and why they should care about your business. And how you do that is not through perfection. It is through your vulnerabilities, your challenges, being open, being down to earth, sharing your imperfections and sharing your flaws, okay? And so when I was doing some research about perfectionism and stuff like that, I found what is the root cause of perfectionism, okay? And what it says was the root of perfectionism is believing that your self-worth is based on your achievements, which ding, 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 I can totally relate to that. Perfectionism is often present when some combination of these factors exist. So it says being rigid, high parental expectations as a child, highly critical or shaming or abusive parents. So that is generally the root cause of perfectionism. Um, and I can see how that would show up as a child. Like if you are trying so hard to feel loved and accepted by your parents, but the only way that they show you love and acceptance is through being perfect and being perfect as a child is like way more impossible than trying to be perfect perfect as an adult so you learn as a child that if i'm not on my best behavior for example i'm going to get in trouble and you know i'm not going to be able to go to the birthday party next week or i'm going to be grounded or whatever right so and that's why when i see parents um you know parenting in a way that's like you know they're they're not trying to make their child perfect and they are trying to they are so patient and they're like you know it's okay if you if you act this way or if you you know obviously you want your child to be on good behavior but at the same time it's they're still a child right they're still gonna go play and eat dirt so i mean having those high expectations is kind of unrealistic uh, as a parent i don't give parenting advice because i don't have kids but I have friends with kids and you know, I was a kid once and I had parents growing up so I can kind of bring it back to uh, seeing what my friends are doing as they parent their kids and stuff like that. And I just think that it's so cool because they're so patient and they're so, you know, they don't get annoyed when they ask a million questions. And like, I just, I think it's so cool. Um, So anyways. I also found, uh, this information online too, that was saying, uh, that I had never even thought of before, but it says the question is, is perfectionism a mental disorder? And I read that and I was like, Ooh, it definitely could be for sure. I could definitely have a perfectionism mental disorder. I could totally see myself having that. Um, but it says, Well, it is not considered a mental illness itself. It is a common factor in many mental disorders, particularly those based on compulsive thoughts and behaviors like obsessive-compulsive disorder, or OCD, and uh, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, which is OCPD. So I just thought that that was interesting because... I also have OCD tendencies for sure like with certain things like even the way that I just organize things and I don't know it's it's a thing for sure <laughs> um but i just thought yeah like i could definitely see how perfectionism could be a mental disorder for people because it can get out of control and i mean basically that's what a mental disorder is it's when when your mental disorder takes control of your life and doesn't allow you to live life in a in a fluid wellness way i mean that's that's what a mental disorder is it interrupts your daily um, life and you have to, you know, take medications or go to therapy or all of that stuff, which is freaking amazing. I'm all for that stuff, but it is just a thing that you have to be aware of and take care of. So I just thought that that was really interesting. Um, and so also uh, perfectionists tend to see tend to be very self-critical and unhappy in general. So they suffer from low self-esteem typically. They can also be lonely or isolated as their critical nature and rigid personality can actually push others away as well, uh, which I thought was super interesting because I recognized that um, when I was really in my prime of perfection and Uh, Now, as a completely different person, while I still have perfectionist tendencies, I I have worked so hard on reframing my mindset and uh, reevaluating it and just paying attention in my life. uh, The times where I am not trying to be perfect or not trying to say the perfect thing or, you know, not trying to record the most perfect video um those are the times where I get the most comments and the most love and the most um people Feeling comfortable sharing their story with me, which I love. That's literally what I live for. I love hearing other people say, like, hey, I read your book and it was so vulnerable and it made me cry. And, you know, I'm so sorry that you felt that way, but like it really helped me not feel alone. And that is what I live for. And, you know, perfectionists are not they are not trying to be a perfectionist because they actually believe that they are perfect and better than everybody else, which I think is the perception from other people that are not perfectionists. They think like, oh, so-and-so just so perfect, just living the perfect life over there. No, perfectionists are actually probably like the least perfect people in the sense of being able to feel comfortable enough talking about their vulnerabilities and their mistakes and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I understand why people would have that perception of perfectionist, but I know being a perfectionist that that is so far from the truth. I do not think I'm perfect, even though I try to make things perfect i don't think that i'm perfect or better than anybody else so and i'm pretty sure that most perfectionists can agree with me they don't feel that way about themselves which is why they feel like they have to be perfect in the first place which is like this whole freaking hamster wheel situation so anyways i thought that that was interesting um and the fact that the perfectionist quality really pushes other people away because It makes people feel so bad about themselves when they see other people being perfect because a, they can't relate to that because they know that their life is not perfect because they're, and they're not a perfectionist. So they don't have that, um, false sense of perfection in their lives. So, so being around a perfectionist is not fun. I know it would not be fun. I've well, I've I've even been around some perfectionists as a perfectionist myself, and uh, it it actually does make you feel bad about yourself because you're like you, you just you see their perception, which is just a perception by the way, but you see their perception of everything being perfect. Like maybe their house is so perfect and everything is like perfectly in its place and it like could not be cleaner and you know the 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 pillows are chopped the blankets are folded and the you know the toilet paper is like got the little like tp like i don't know how they do it in hotels they fold the toilet paper over so stupid um but people go over to a house like that or an environment like that. And they're like, wow, like you, like, this is how you actually live. Like you actually like live this way. Um, and, you know, th- it makes them feel bad because they're like, wow, like my house is like definitely not this clean and it's definitely not this organized and it's definitely not got, you know, f- perfectly folded blankets or toilet paper folded like a TP or whatever. Right. <laughs> So um it, it actually does make people feel bad about themselves being around a perfectionist because they think that it it looks so easy to them that you have your shit together and that everything is perfect. So they go home to their imperfect home, which the perfectionist home actually is, aside from the fact of when they have people over trying to be perfect, um and so it makes them go home and feel so bad that you know their house is a disaster because people live in it (laughs) imagine that right or if you look at instagram for example or any social media for that matter and you see like all of the highlight reels from everybody's life they're on vacation they're eating great food they're drinking good wine They must never struggle. They must never have challenging times. Their bathrooms are magically clean at all hours of all the days. Like, no, that is not true, okay? And I think that uh, social media has really played a huge role in, you know, the self-esteem and stuff like that from developing teenagers and, you know, not just teenagers but like adults too just seeing the levels of perfection being portrayed online and you have to remember that this is a highlight reel everything on social media is a highlight reel and not to forget that no one lives a perfect life everyone struggles Everyone has a filthy bathroom at one point or another. Everybody's kitchen is a disaster at some point during their cooking process, after the cooking process, for me, when I'm baking and you know at at some point everybody's floors are dirty at some point there are cobwebs in everybody's corner of every house okay so you keep that in mind next time you go over to somebody's house and you're like wow it's so perfect and like no it was not perfect before you got here so um and yeah i just wanted to really touch on the social media part because that is a very obvious uh, sign of highlight reel and perfectionism that plays out in real time right there. It's so interesting when you actually think about how it makes other people feel. And, um, so, yeah, so I think, I think it's really important to, to be, be okay with things not being perfect. <laughs> I'm just laughing because like, like, listen to how hard that was for me to even just say out loud. It was just very unnatural and uncomfortable for me to say, but it is the freaking truth. <laughs> uh, but I promise I have come such a long way. Okay. So, So, and that does not mean that, you know, your house has to be a disaster or that, you know, having a clean house, like automatically makes you this crazy perfectionist person. That does not mean that at all. I'm just saying that cleaning your house should be for you and for your well-being. You know, for me personally, I hate... I cannot stand it. I love to walk into a room that has chopped pillows and that is super clean and everything like that and very organized. It makes me feel like mental clarity. It makes me inspired. It makes me feel like I can be creative um, because when I walk into a messy space, I just don't feel good in that space. It's just a feeling that I get, okay? So knowing and differentiating between when you are being a perfectionist Um, trying to put on this perfection persona to the outside world is very different and it's coming from a very different insecure place than that which you are cleaning your house for your own well-being, for your own purposes, and you do not feel the pressure to show the outside world that everything has to be perfect in your world or in your house, right? So coming at Everything that you do from a place of, I am doing this for myself, for my own well being, and that's that. And I'll be the first to admit, I was that person. I was the person that if I was having people over to my house, well, first of all, I didn't even want to have people over at my house for the longest time because. The house that, any house that I lived in, okay, nothing's freaking perfect, but this house that we bought now is my absolute dream home, okay? It is magical. It has an indoor pool. It is just, oh my God, it has the most beautiful nature backyard. It is everything I've ever wanted, okay? But when we moved into this house, it was, it had the structure it had the pool it had the backyard but it was not what i wanted like i it needed some major updating some major renovations but i saw the beauty in it and i was like this will be a fun project for years to come and bonus i can design things the way that i want them and uh, add value to the house too so for the longest time, I didn't even want to have people over because, you know, we had ugly carpet in the living room or because the walls were painted white or mustard yellow, I think was in the living room. And I'm colorful and I just wanted it to to reflect my personality and I wanted it to be beautiful and pretty and just I wanted it to be me and when we moved in it wasn't me it was the previous owners and so it took a long time for me to be comfortable having people over not having a house that was like perfect and like to like what I wanted it to to, to be and what I wanted it to reflect right so that sucked feeling like that because I wanted to have, like, I wanted to make friends with people and have people over. And, and you know what, they didn't, they would never care about any of these things that I cared about as a perfectionist and nobody ever does. And it's just crazy. So there was that. And also too, so now my house is mostly renovated to my standard. There's a few areas that I cannot wait to get my hands on and renovate, but for the most part, it is like just beautiful now. And you know, I learned uh, a lot about the renovation process and how long it takes and how messy it is and how ugly, as shit your house looks. uh, During the whole process of it, everything is ripped up. It's gross. It's dirty. It's dusty, everything. And, you know, I've come such a long way because there's been times where things in my house will be so torn up and so tore apart. And now I have people over and I'm like, come check out this renovation we're doing. It looks like shit right now. Let me show you all of the ugliness of this and you know that's how i know i've come a long way it's th- to ha- when you have people over at your house like during a renovation That will get rid of your perfectionist tendencies because there is nothing perfect about it. Uh, It creates dust, it's dirty, like I said, and it is a absolute disaster. So if you are like me and you're like, I like to have a clean home all of the time and it's just weird to bring people over in that environment, just do it because life is about the connections, it's about spending quality time with people and bringing people together and having a good time. Nobody cares what your house looks like, okay? Another example of my perfectionist tendencies is, I used to buy uh, planners. I love paper planners, okay? So I love buying a beautiful paper planner for my whole year because I like to write things down and I just love a pretty planner. I'm a sucker for a pretty planner, okay? So, but what used to happen And let me know if you guys relate to this at all. I'm laughing already because it's so stupid and so ridiculous, but I used to spend like $100 on this beautiful planner and I would not use it. I wouldn't write in it. And what the hell is the point of a planner? It's to fucking write in it, okay? And I would not write in it because I have messy writing And if I wrote in it, it was going to look ugly, and I did not want it to look ugly. So I would just I, I swear to God, I would buy these planners and not use them. I just don't even know what the purpose of them was. It was it was a weird, crazy perfectionist thing to do. And you know, I remember the one year that I was like, I have got to get over this whole buying a beautiful planner and not wanting to write in it or being scared to write in it or being scared to write something down in it and then have to cross it out. Like imagine that having to look at something that is scratched off because your plans got changed. Oh my God, end of the freaking world, okay? and so can you guys please let me know if you've had any of these struggles because I'm feeling a little crazy right now <laughs> and I would love to hear if you guys have struggled with this too I just think it's so funny um anyway so I buy these beautiful planners not use them I, w- I literally have blank planners that I did not use is so so sad um and I remember the one year I was like, I got to get over this. I have to. This is so stupid. I'm aware it's stupid. I'm a very smart, intelligent person. And I'm well aware that this is ridiculous, okay? Planners are meant to be written in. They're meant to be messy and whatever. So uh, so yeah, so what I decided to do is I'm like, I'm going to buy the ugliest planner that I've ever seen in my least favorite color in the entire world, which is orange. And because it's so ugly, I'm not gonna feel bad about writing in it. I'm not gonna feel bad one bit. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna destroy this orange ugly planner. And you know what? It's exactly what I did. And you know what? It worked. I think it's exactly what I needed. It sounds absolutely crazy when I say it out loud, but, I literally did that a few years ago. And ever since I've overcome my writing in my planner and scratching things off and rewriting them and writing in random colored inks and my planner looks like a disaster, just how a planner is meant to look. So I am very happy to say that I have overcome that. And my favorite planner, is uh, called The Simplified Planner by Emily Lay, And if you love paper planners like I do, send me a message on Instagram. I am not sponsored at all. I would love to be sponsored. Um, I will send you the link because I love these simplified planners because guess what? They're simplified and I don't need to overcomplicate my perfectionism with different weird things and planners. This one's very simple and easy and it gets the job done and it's beautiful and i'm not afraid to mess it up and write in it so there's that i just thought that that was super interesting when i when i came to that realization i was like wow this is like mind-blowing crazy stuff and um so that's one way one major way or a couple ways i guess i should say that perfectionism showed up in my life Um, it showed up in my business all the time because I would always want, everything would have to be so perfect, uh, to the point where it held me back so, so much because I was like, if I was creating a product or something like that, I would have to be like, so perfect. And it would take me like, I don't know, like a month or whatever. And I'd think about it and I'd be like, well, no, but there's this, or I I could make it more perfect and whatever just fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, Just don't have that mindset. It will hold you back. It held me back so, so much. And nobody wants perfect. Nobody expects perfect, okay? Only People only want you to do the best that you can. And I came across this quote uh, a few years ago and it really stuck with me that done is better than perfect perfect will put you out of business. That's not part of the quote, but perfect will put you out of business. Um, and it will create unnecessary stress in your life. It will, you will have no wellness. You will not feel good. You will not be happy. Perfectionism is a soul sucking thing that needs to get the hell out of here. So, Uh, Another way that it showed up in my life personally was always having to look a certain way. So I was one of those people who would never, I mean never, leave my house unless I had a full face of makeup on and my hair was perfect and I was dressed nicely. I would literally never. I didn't care if I was going to the grocery store. I didn't care if I was going to the dentist's office. I didn't care if I was going to the doctor. I didn't care if I was going to my best friend's house. I didn't care if I was going to my parents' house. If I was not fully put together perfectly, I would not leave my house. And in fact, sometimes when I was just at my house, I still did that just to feel good, to feel put together, to feel perfect about it which is crazy to think and kind of sad to think, but it, it was who I was. My my friends know it. My family knows it. My husband knows it. And so, but always feeling the need to look a certain way or, or you would feel bad or you would feel like, I don't know, you just, you didn't feel your best. You know what I mean? And learning that you can feel your best without all of that stuff is so, so, so powerful. And it's where true self-confidence and true self-esteem really, really, really comes through. Right. So I would never, ever, ever, ever leave my house if I did not have a full face of makeup on and stuff like that. So now I'm at a point where I don't even want to wear makeup. Like it's so crazy. I'm just like, I love my skin and I love my blue hair and I get some, you know, lash extensions and that's it. I'm not wasting time putting on a full face of makeup. Although I do really, really, really love and appreciate the artistry of makeup. So if I feel inspired to do my makeup or if we're going to an event where you don't have to wear a mask and you can, show your face and wear makeup, then yes, I love, I do still love doing makeup, but now it's more of like, oh, I feel inspired and I'm gonna go do that. It's not like, oh, I need to go do it in order to feel like my best self and to feel like I'm put together and to feel good to go out for dinner. I don't feel like that anymore at all. And it took me so many years to get, to come to terms with it. And I can't tell you how much better and more enjoyable my life is. I literally don't even think of the fact that I need to go do makeup or I need to go do my hair. It's more of like, I want to go do my makeup and I want to go do my hair, which is so much more less often than I thought it ever would be. (laughs) I thought for sure that it would be more often because I loved it so much. But honestly, I just love, I love spending, I love spending time just moving around freely and not being bogged down by, oh, I'll be ready in two hours while I go do my makeup. So I just think it is so cool. And I I just really, really hope that, any perfectionists listening to this can really start to unpack the reasons why you are being a a perfectionist and why and what areas in your life it shows up as. Like for me, it was it showed up in my business, like I said, with creating products, running my business perfectly. Um, it showed up as being way, way, way too professional for the industry that I'm in. I sell birthday cakes to children, so I do not need to have that crazy strict um, unattainable level of professionalism. It showed up in, you know, having people over at my home. It showed up in the way that I cleaned my home. It it literally impacted so many areas of my life. And if I think now to, um, how much I've been able to work on those areas and change them and change my, my mindset, my mentality about it. And, oh man, life is so much better now. It is so much better. So I really, really hope if you are a perfectionist that you listen to this podcast and then you go listen to 50 other podcasts and read all the books and do all the research and start to really, really heal from it. Because like I was saying earlier, it is not this cute thing that you say in a job interview because you don't want to say what your real flaws are. It's not that cute thing. It's not cute. And, you know, it has the power to change your life in so many ways. And I am just so passionate about it because I was the poster child for perfectionism my entire life. And it hasn't been until the last couple years of my life right now where I have been able to truly live freely, openly. And I I don't know, there's literally no words to to say how much how much better my life has been. Um, letting go of that. I feel no stress. I feel no anxiety. I'm way happier. People are way happier to be around me because I make them feel comfortable that they know that I'm not perfect and I'm not trying to be now and nobody gives a shit about it anyway. So I just really hope that my dear perfectionist friends, you can find some ways to work on this and to live your best life going forward because It will change your life. It will change your life. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast on perfectionism. If you guys have any questions or there's anything that you guys struggle with in terms of perfectionism um, or ways that it shows up in your life, please reach out to me. I am super passionate about this. And like I said, I am like i can figure out how you can heal from any level of perfectionism (laughs) perfectionism perfectionism because i have been there in the most extreme ways and now i am working on it and i have found such a such a much better balance of life without being perfectionism so I can help you reach out to me, send me an email. My email is Rebecca at ChickBossCake.com or hit me up. I'm on social media on Facebook at Rebecca at ChickBossCake or sorry that was Instagram (laughs) that's my Instagram I am also on Facebook as Rebecca Hamilton Co so you can go find me send me a message let me know what you're working on and let's just let's just work on it together shall we let's all be recovering perfectionists together okay I hope that you guys have an awesome week and today is a great day to have a great day and live an extraordinary life